for three seconds. And release. All right, let's drink. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so, for anyone watching, have you guys noticed anything anything a little different? I'm not wearing a tie today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave it at that. We'll uh, leave the podcast listeners longing. Well, so we're back for another episode of the Tipsy Theology Podcast. Uh, it's been a, been a long two weeks getting here. Yeah. Uh, me and Paul have <laughs> been through a lot. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but I, I'm proud of the progress we made. Me too. And I think it was I think it was good. <laughs> Hopefully, last week we left crying. Hopefully, this week we can leave. Well, I'm already, I'm already not crying. I'm already tearing up. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> was it the breathing? Every time he breathes, he cries a little bit. <laughs> no, it was the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, though. But you know, we left. Left the last episode, the last long form episode, uh, it, it, a little frustrated, you know. Yeah. And me, me and Paul kind of had a, a little a debrief afterwards, talked through some things. Much needed. It was very needed. Yeah. We, yeah. We got. I don't. I don't even know how to explain what happened in that one. Uh, we we both just got too frustrated frustrated to even listen to each other. <laughs> it's true. I think that's part of it. It's like that's what we realized. That's kind of what we talked to to lead us into. Talking about disagreeing today yeah. is the fact that um, I think we corrected it quickly for ourselves to kind of make sure we were both cool. Yeah. But I think in the moment, it wasn't handled super well. Yeah. And well, so yeah. And I'm glad we left that in to the episode so everybody could see that. I don't, I don't have a problem with people seeing us in not optimal light. <laughs> but. That's we, life. We, that's life. Yeah. It's like that rum we're going to drink later. <laughs> it's going to hit. $5 bottom shelf rum. <laughs> nothing but the nothing but the bottom here. <laughs> but we did we did think hey, it'd be a great opportunity for us to, you know, sit down and just have a yeah. long conversation about disagreeing. How do we disagree well and mm-hmm. in a loving way? And that's something we see that is a huge problem right now in the Christian community. Yeah, um, I, I mean, and then the human community—it's the human community—and <laughs> I well, that's that's what's tough about it too, because I think that it's easy for us to form really strong opinions and f- just make that a core identity of who we are. Yeah. And I think that's we talked about a few episodes ago too. That's where for me, it's like understand, like, okay, what what do you make core to your identity, and what don't you? Because that'll determine how you interact with other people. All right, Paul. But I think. Don't get too serious before we take our shots. True, it's true. <laughs> we gotta wait for the alcohol. <laughs> I'm already ready. <laughs> I did not mean to cut you off like that, dude. This is so vanilla, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I was, I'm already ramped up and ready to go. I know. You just, Ooh. you want to get into it. I feel that. I feel the energy. That one hit me well. But I wanted to tell a story first. Okay. <laughs> Is this like me trying to tell a story? <laughs> I was gonna tell the story about the two trees. That, so here's the thought: What race. if we? <laughs> they, they're Sorry. racing to fall over. I don't know why they were falling over. Old age or something. 
Nah, uh-huh. nah that yeah. story. That's that's that story stays between me and you. That's a good story. <laughs> now I wanted to tell a story about how my subconscious betrayed me this morning. Yeah. And tell me about it. While I'm in, I'm in. Maybe that's why I'm crying. I've just been in this emotional place all day. Yeah. Because I had a dream about the dog I grew up with. And in the dream, I'm crying because where'd the dog come from? Yeah. What? I was like, Annabelle. And then the tears are flowing. And then I wake up and there's tears all over my face. And I was like, ah, this is going to be one of those days then, I guess. And then so the rest of the day, I've had like this little after cry headache. I'm frustrated. That man. dream sucks. It it was actually, it was really nostalgic. And I was happy to see oh, my cool. dog again. So it's probably like a mixture of like happy and sad. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Yeah, it was nice. And it was at hmm. my like the house I grew up in until I was like eight. I was like, this is weird. How do I even remember this place? <laughs> That's great. It's buried deep in the mind palace. Yeah. You know what we forgot to do though? What's that? What kind of room is this? <laughs> it is Baku. Baku. I like Baku. I like the bottle. Dude, why I bought it. Yeah. Honestly, so that's that's your rule that you taught me that has never betrayed me so far. It's just if when in doubt if the bottle looks cool, probably good. <laughs> I found that to be true most of the time. Yeah. Um, and even then it's like I like looking at it, so that's even if it sucks, it's uh you can put it on the mantle. No, but I, I like Baku because uh it's also kinda ethically minded. Oh, that's cool. As much as you can be as a liquor company. <laughs> hey, they're thinking for thinking about other people. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, that's kind of neat, though. It's got a cool bottle. I would I would put this on my shelf. Yeah. Oh, it's also got the wrong cap, because remember, we went camping, and I couldn't oh, get Oh, yeah. The cap broke when I pulled it off, so I had to take my, my other Baku <laughs> top, my five-year. This is the eight-year, so there's two different colors working there. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, yeah, that that uh, cork just fell apart. There's nothing in there right now, but there will be. <laughs> we got the tequila. Yeah. Mi campo. May- oh, you know what happened on the last episode? We only did tequila. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a very heavy <laughs> accident. I that's, didn't think it would pour that much. That's why we got so angry. Just tequila? Because we had three shots. Well, oh, wait, so is that true? So I've heard so many people say, like, oh, yeah, tequila does that to me. Rum does this to me and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's nonsense, but it, okay, is okay. there anything to that? Okay, so it's, it's a myth, but it's kind of like with the absinthe. Like, don't think about it as being wrong. Because it's kind of fun to think of it as, it's like, oh, tequila does this, absinthe does this. It's like, hey, it's a good time. Why, so like why dispel the myth? It's, you're like placeboing yourself. Exactly, exactly. That's Keep fair. the placebo so it's fun. Yeah. More fun that way. Tequila makes us cry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some people be like, oh, tequila like makes me, like, I have a lot of fun. I dance a lot. We just cry, apparently. <laughs> Cheers. Cry and look away from each other. <laughs> I was trying to make I wanted you to spit that out so bad. That <laughs> <laughs> was close. Oh. Tequila is supreme, man. Mm. It's so smooth. Because of the Baku, it definitely brought out different notes to this mm-hmm. one because it's much more, uh, it's not as sweet. It was oakier, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Ooh, that was really nice. Ooh, ooh. Not as vanilla, but it was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I know we're both. <laughs> so I like, I, I think it's fun that we do something different every time. Okay. You know, like different kinds of spirits and stuff. 
every once in a while you, you get a few uh you get a few repeat visitors, oh, repeat oh, yeah. customers. Yeah, of course. But we'd like to keep it, you know, a little bit different. So uh it's a little bit different. <laughs> Going fancy. <laughs> yeah, we got the yeah, old, what, uh, what's on deck? What is that? We got Tropic Isle Palms. Yeah. Caribbean rum. How, how long is that age? Genuine for? world spirits. Distilled island tradition. It's a tradition. Mm. Um, so I'm I don't there's a government warning on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> this one's a little different than the usual government warning. So I think it's aged so much, they didn't even bother to put an, an age on there. They're like, oh, yeah. it just keeps on aging. Yeah. Because no one will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, they bottled it straight from the distillery, but it's been in, this, it's been in the back here for 50 years. You want it? <laughs> it's, it's been aging. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I've heard this is really good mixing with the stuff. That's what I've been told. I've never actually, I don't think I've ever done it. <laughs> so it's it's like vodka, basically. Yeah, it's kind of like really it's good with like... mixing with stuff because <laughs> doesn't change the flavor of your juice if you got enough juice. <laughs> if you have a, to really counteract the flavor. Well, no. So I had um, I had Sailor Jerry, which is notorious for just not being everyone's favorite. <laughs> um, but I I've been told that it's amazing when you do homemade eggnog. So okay. I went out and got some, and I made homemade eggnog with it for Christmas, and it was really good. <laughs> but I don't know how much that was all the other stuff you put in it. <laughs> Trey has poured a quarter shot for himself, <laughs> and I have uh, a very, very accurate half shot here. All right. All right, so I... On the first sniff, I'm getting uh, hints of what is that? Is that rubbing alcohol? <laughs> yeah, that stuff's hard to come by sometimes. Mm. You got a VCR nearby? You need cleaned? Did Such you ever do that? Germex? Did you have a VCR when you were growing up? No, I'm Gen Z. That's right. No, of course I had it. So as of course I had a VCR. <laughs> <sighs> What's wrong these with you? These kids these days and their their crazy technologies and their blue teeth. But um, yeah, we see. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, our producer is our over producer here. Our producer thought that like, was good. Trey oh, didn't I'm laugh at gonna, that one. I'm not going to pay attention to <laughs> our podcasters today. I'm just going to do some work. Oh, Paul said something funny. As I said, I'm th- I throw out gold nuggets sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Yeah. Sometimes you get there's some diamonds in the rough. Yeah, yeah, a lot of rough, but sometimes. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. But no, oh. so we used to use rubbing alcohol to clean the VCR tapes all the time. In like yeah. inside the the reader heads. See, I remember VCRs. I don't remember doing that. I was too young. Oh, okay. I, I suppress those memories. <laughs> but it's too many to suppress. <laughs> before we take the shot, yeah. Because once we take the shot, we gotta actually get in the conversation. That's true. That's true. <laughs> prefer the banter, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna disagree with you right there. I don't think we need to get into the conversation. <sighs> Do you like how I did that? That's called a segue. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that on the ride home. But the best part is. We're not actually segueing into it yet. <laughs> well, because we had that review this week, and yeah. I think both of us were like, "Oh, yes, this is why we do the podcast." Because we, so we have several reviews. We've several, which is Se- great. Several of the three, yeah. <laughs> no, there's One like five or eight, aren't there? Oh, or maybe oh, it's just I, ratings. I, I, I think it's just ratings. We, we've got, uh, we've got, 
Yeah, had like eight or nine ratings. We got yeah. three reviews. Which count, is great. Keep mine. rating keep rating it. Keep oh, throwing yeah, in comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, YouTubers. Love seeing that. If you're on YouTube, just, you know. Drop us go, some love. Go and like the video. It's so easy. You just like click like. And it's like, it, does, you know it, it does? doesn't negatively affect you at all. <laughs> but it positively affects us, I think. Yeah, it makes us feel really good. And it makes you feel good that you're making us feel good. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Keep that cycle of positive yeah, emotion going. it's a good thing. So drop that like. Get that <laughs> dose of serotonin going in your brain. <laughs> but no, so going back, this review is, I really appreciated hearing it too. It was, it was, it was heartfelt. Yeah, well, okay, so, I mean, I feel like we understand, we have a vision for doing this podcast. Yeah. And it's pretty clear. It's, it's malleable, but it's clear. Mm-hmm. And then when we have comments like what he left, it's like, yeah. oh, that's it. That's why we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Because it's like, the guy's like, hey, accidentally stumbled across your podcast. because It was, was Corey, drink- right? I was drinking. Yeah. And so I read this comment where he was just looking up Highlight, the beer we were drinking. Yeah. Some, some pronounce JLA. it JLA. <laughs> it, it, nobody really knows how it's pronounced. Apparently only two people in the world pronounce it JLA. <laughs> and I, Everyone else knows how to say it. Well, everybody else is probably wrong. Probably. It, it, the majority is usually under the influence of lies. True. That's it's very it. true. You heard it. You know who you are. <laughs> Anyways. No, it, so he's drinking Highlight. He looks up Highlight because he's like, oh, I'm going to look into this beer. Yeah. Finds a podcast <laughs> about God. It's so random. <laughs> and I, I was, it was kind of difficult for me to understand what he was saying, but what I understood him to be saying was because of our podcast, he was kind of questioning his relationship to alcohol, like yeah. whether or not he should tone it down. And I was like, wait, if that's an outcome of our podcast, we're doing something <laughs> right. We're doing something right. Not even going to make a joke. <laughs> because we don't, yeah. we, we are not condoning, you know, poor alcohol, right? B- alcoholic behavior. I, I, yeah. I think we, we are just, uh, if anything, opening it up to the conversation that so many have just decided, hey, it can be, uh, it, have serious negative outcomes, which mm-hmm. we both agree with. Yeah, uh, when it's abused, but that doesn't mean completely shy away from it. Yeah. So, and I think that's it. What's funny about it too, and I, I think his his review is, like you said, it it, it kind of hit what we're what we're trying to go to, which I've been saying a lot in these last few episodes, is that <laughs> if we're trying to teach anything, we're not trying to teach anything. We're just trying to open a discussion. But if there is one thing we're trying to show, it's okay to ask questions it's okay to really dive into it. if someone told you this it's like oh well, let's look into it let's figure it out yeah it's okay to question we we ain't scared yeah we ain't scared i'm not scared of some ideas some questions <laughs> literally god god is totally like yo you got no reason to fear <laughs> come at me with your questions i can handle yeah. it anyways yeah it's true i don't know somebody defined faith uh, how did they say it Listen to some podcasts where they define faith as, you know, will, being willing to doubt. Like it mm. takes faith to doubt. It takes faith mm. to ask questions, and I, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. That's interesting. But don't think That's about cool. it too much. No, not yet. <laughs> Got to think about this. Cheers. <laughs> Paul, I hate you so much. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> So I think Trey loved it. <laughs> he's actually he's leaving right now to go buy some. 
That's worse than vodka. What the heck, man? I I liked it more than vodka. I was expecting it. Not a lot I think because more. It, I think because it didn't taste like vodka, I was confused. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, what?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. We'll dr- we'll drink that cheap crap on this show. I don't care. It'll probably it'll just taste like vodka." So I was like, "Worse than vodka?" Oh, man. I could I, I couldn't even prepare for that. Yeah. I think I well, I expected more flavor from it. Yeah. I think that's part of what it was for me. Well, I still that rum, the first rum we started yeah, off with, left so a really sweet taste in my mouth. Yeah. And that did not interact well with the cheap rum. I think so, that was part of it. Hey. I'm sure this might be better by yeah, itself. Okay, so obviously Baku? they're cousins and yeah. one of them <laughs> You know, everybody has that family member. Yeah, yep, yep. Anyways. You ready? I am. We planned that. <laughs> <laughs> We are drinking the. I don't think this isn't just my opinion. Talk it up, talk it up. A lot of other people have said this. My sister, my brother-in-law, my friend Blake. Shout out to Blake. Nice work, Blake. Uh, Hopefully, he's listening in. (laughs) Who knows what he's up to these days? Hanging out with Steve. Anyways, we're drinking Creature Comforts. This is a brew from the town of Athens, Georgia. Yeah. A lot of my friends went to UGA. My sister and brother-in-law went to UGA. Uh, go dogs! I don't really care for college football. Oh no! But this this is absolutely my favorite beer on the planet. Uh, and I'm so excited that you get to experience this with me. I'm really excited. You've been talking it up a lot. Uh, probably too much. And uh, I'm excited for it. And I will say before you drink it, it's not because it's exciting that it's my favorite beer. Okay, but the thing with uh, the the creature comfort Athena, they've yeah. also they've got two or three other versions of this beer that has like fruit infused. This is just mm. the plain old beer, but the the ones that are fruit infused, those are exciting. But this oh, that one, sounds cool. this one is just it's good, it's good. So it's got a really nice smell to it as well. Uh, yeah, it's got like a really like wheat smell. It's yeah, it. it before we, before and I'm not just saying that because the because the <laughs> can is yellow oh, cause, with wheat on it. Because the can has yeah a cornfield, a wheat field. And it says wheat ale on it, but I'm ignoring all of those things. I, I imagine it smells like. I wheat. imagine you overlooked that completely. I did actually. I didn't even read it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm excited for you to try this. Dude, let's just cheers. let's go for it. Yep. Ooh, that's her right there. Mmm. Mmm. I think I want a part two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't even know if it deserves a part two, but. Uh... <laughs> If it gets this beer back. Well, I like it because it, it tastes almost like a sour. Sours mm-hmm. are one of my favorite beers. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's like super weedy. Yeah. Like, you know. It you, really is. You expect, like, the cheap beers to be weedy, you know? I think you got yeah. some Budweiser's and I don't drink cheap beers, so I don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, wow. wow. Dang. Yeah, and it's like it's not it's really light too. There's not, it's not, it doesn't sit heavy. That's good. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. All right, so we're going to sip comfort. on that. That sip is a creature comfort right creature there. Creature comfort brewery in C- Athens, C- Georgia. Comfort. Uh if if you come across this and you work at Creature Comfort, you know, you, owe, you owe us money. <laughs> you for owe the free us advertising. Money. <laughs> <laughs> we believe in that retroactive <laughs> invoice. <laughs> we'll do the work then bill you. <laughs> This episode of Tipsy Theology is brought to you by the Iris and Ivy Shop. If you adore naturally made, handcrafted home and body products, 
you need to begin your journey to Iris and Ivy. The Iris and Ivy shop is where you can immerse yourself in naturally scented wax melts, essential oil body soap, and even their exclusive luxury whipped sugar scrub and lotion. It'll leave your skin feeling soft and luxurious. For yourself, a best friend, or that mentor in your life that works way too hard, Iris and Ivy has a special gift for anyone. You can find them on their Facebook page, Iris and Ivy Shop, or on their website, irisandivyshop.com. Oh, and don't forget to use the discount code TIPSY to receive 10% off your purchase. Iris and Ivy, made responsibly with smiles and love. All right, so there's a serious problem. Uh, It's a human problem. Yeah, uh, but it's especially distasteful when it shows up in the Christian community. I would say because, because that's not what Jesus was about, you know. Jesus, Jesus wasn't. Ah, Jesus was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool guy. I I liked the guy a lot, <laughs> and that's why I stand up for him all the time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Makes he sense. needs me to. He doesn't need me to. Mm. <laughs> Every sip I enjoy. But no, I think I think if Jesus came back and he saw, well, he can't see it. I think. If he was in this room and he told us, he's like, "Hey, what up?" <laughs> he'd, he'd be like, "Man, with all these schisms and s- denominations splitting up, yeah, what is going on, man?" Side point: schism is a really fun word. Schism, 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 schism. schism. <laughs> I enjoy the word. So. It's a good word. So, Some vocab for you guys. I, you know, I'd like I'd like for all of humanity to just get along. Yeah, but especially especially Christians. Especially, I I just I think yeah. it's ex- even more sad when your principles are based on the life of Jesus, and that we put such low uh, importance on getting along hmm. and promoting peace. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's in, so I think is kind of like what I was saying before. Before you cut me off, huh? <laughs> um, no, I I think because that's one of those things that, and this is where I'm at with it. And I'll even I'll, I'll even lead with this, and then I'll come back and answer it. I think everybody is dishonest. I think everyone's a liar, and I'll come back and answer that. <laughs> um, but I think one of the things I will say first is I think everyone, myself included. Um, I think we we have certain ideas that we hold so close to ourselves that if anyone disagrees with it in any way, it's like, uh-oh, enemy, you're trying to change who I am as a person. Yeah. And that attacks every my entire being. And I think there are some things, like when it comes to... <laughs> I was, I'm just going to throw out the first thing that comes to my head because I was just talking to someone about infant baptism. <laughs> you know, or even like styles of baptism. Is it a sprinkle? Is it full submersion? Is yeah. you drowning the person? Whatever it is. It's like, it's like it. in my opinion, it doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. can hold an opinion and that's okay that you feel strongly about that. But if that holds you, if that stops you from communing with another person who believes differently, I think, I think you're in the wrong. I think there's, I think there's a problem there. We're we're all really just we're we're creatures of comfort. 
That's why it was Shout the, the perfect comfort. beer. You owe, you owe money. us money. <laughs> <laughs> That's two sponsorships, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, ideologies are comfortable. Yeah. But Christ doesn't call us to comfort. He yeah. calls us. Ooh, I wrote I wrote down this quote earlier. <laughs> uh, can you call it a quote if you're the one that came up with it? Uh, I'm quote, you can quote yourself. I'm quoting the Reverend Trey. <laughs> and he didn't like that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay. Pretend I said it and then you quote it. This is, well, it depends on what you said. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to put your name on this? I think it's... I'm not making any obtuse statements here. I just, I just wrote, it's so easy to be angry with someone you disagree with. It's hard. And then I also said, holy. Hard hmm. slash holy to love them. Nothing to it. But nothing to it. It's just, yeah. But I think, I'm not going to say it's profound because I said it, but it, it's, it's indicative. <laughs> I think it is indicative of who we are. We take the easy route yeah. so often. It's like, oh, you're not cool with infant baptism? You're not cool with pedo baptism? Shun. Yeah. It's like, what? What? <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah. And uh, one of the, Go ahead and start thinking about this. I, I'd love to have, I mean, not an ant- answer, but more of a like, of the way to a, a better way of viewing it. But mm-hmm. what what's the extremes of this, man? How 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 extreme are we willing to love people mm. that we disagree with? You know, I. Yeah. So I'll I because I was actually talking to someone about this just the other day. I think that i would even say it's like there are very very few things to break communion or fellowship with someone over um yeah go you say this and i have something i want to yeah sure yeah so that's what i would say i I think there are very few few reasons too um and i think that that might be something that most people would agree with as as a statement (laughs) but in practice it's very difficult because it's very tiring sometimes okay um but I, I try to practice and I try to work through it. It's like, yeah, if someone disagrees with me, it's like, I, I would say unless they're causing or at least threatening to cause or trying to cause physical harm to to you or someone you love, uh, yeah, there's no reason to break fellowship with that person. I'm glad you said that because that, honestly, that has been when, when I'm thinking of when is it so important to disagree with somebody that uh, you take action to... You know, well, Paul, what, you know what verse I'm talking about? It's in one, I think it's 1 Corinthians where he's like, this is, this is where you draw the line and people are out, are, should be put outside of the, outside of our gathering. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think the line is, and I don't like saying drawing the line because we still want to, we still want to love these people Mm -hmm. and we still want to accept the, the image of God in them. But if what they are doing is harming other people, mm-hmm. that's when we say, hey, we're not okay with this. And even then, yeah. so this is something I'm struggling with, though, because even then, we can't force them to change. Right. I don't know how to handle that situation, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, and I, I, I would say for myself, this is my thoughts. This isn't an answer necessarily. Even with that, it's like, even if it's like, okay, it's coming to the point where I have to break fellowship with you because of this. I'm still going to love you. Mm-hmm. I still love this person, but I'm going to trust God that someone else can love them in a way <laughs> that I can't, and it can help that person. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. But again, I think those those are very few and far between. Mm-hmm. 
So I was, you know, I was doing research for this topic. Mm. <laughs> Could be our... I, I, Times so, three. And I kind of went... To, I love searching Google for answers about, like, for discussions on... scholars. <laughs> I try not to be, but what I love about it is the overwhelming majority, what you're going to find is, like, conservative conservative evangelical takes on stuff. Mm. It's, it's And it, part of that's the language. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I remember I was telling you about with inerrancy. <laughs> like, yeah, you that's such you a Christianese term. You couldn't find uh, people that didn't believe in inerrancy. Yeah, which I was if like, you type man, in, I'm seeing them everywhere. Like, Bible is is errant <laughs> or whatever it is. You can only find people talking about how it's not inerrant, which is like that was great. But now I'm trying to find the other argument. <laughs> well, nobody. <sighs> Paul, this is not the podcast. It's true, but nobody's arguing for an errant Bible. We just—it's either—it's either it's inerrant or doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Who came up with this term anyway? I'm not going to get into it. That's but not the, what I, not what the I, podcast. The point I was bringing out with that is like sometimes it's like the the language is tough. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, how are other people speaking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I, I I did some research. I was reading some of the stuff that the evangelicals were saying because I wanted to see what's the other side think about all of this. Yeah, how how can Christians get along? How can we just get along? You know, and I thought it was funny. I kind of liked some of the things they were saying from an abstract perspective, but then when they would put the examples in, I was like, oh, guys, <laughs> is this the kind of Christian you want to be? Anyways, so you know, one of the points they made was give others the right to form their own convictions, and I was like, mm. a freaking men yeah okay don't force your convictions on other people mm-hmm. we, we did that we talked in whiskey, about that yeah in whiskey wednesday episode and so and then in the in the you know in the description of that you know statement he wrote let me be clear there are issues that are not open to debate and i'm thinking i think so mm-hmm. i think those t- issues are are those that harm other people mm-hmm. those are not open for debate if it's harming you or somebody else hey i'm not cool with it mm-hmm. i i don't know what the proper uh, response to that is, uh, I think. What What do you think the proper response is? Yeah, so it's it's interesting. So I know I even because we can't mm. force for myself proper a- what we think is proper. Right? I even I even look at the biblical side of that too, and so I'm not prepared. I wasn't prepared to to talk about this side of it, but sure. it's in the whole thing of like, oh, if there is a disagreement or an issue between you and another brother, it's like approach that person. Talk to him. If it doesn't help, then bring another person with you and talk to him. If that doesn't work, then you can bring it to the church. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I think about it. It's like, oh, if there's this uh, disagreement, something is happening, it's like, I'm going to do everything I can to try to resolve this issue. Yeah. But if it comes to the point where it's like, it's just, it's not getting resolved, You're, the other person's not willing to work with this, then it's like, we've got to end it. Yeah. That, and, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm going to I'm gonna try to give someone as much chance as I can yeah. and help it. But if it just comes to the point, it's like, this can't be helped, then I'm out. Yeah, and I like what you're saying, but I also play a little devil's advocate, but not really, because this is still a concern I have. What if the church is the one that's in the wrong? Mm. What if if you believe this, and then the church backs you up, and y'all are the one that are wrong? That's... That's difficult, especially. Okay, so here's an example. I don't mm-hmm. like using this example. I feel like you gotta go the old Martin Luther route. Then <laughs> you you start nailing stuff to the door. <laughs> sure, yeah, but I think of all of the sexual abuse allegations in mm. in a human problem. It is a human yeah. problem. Yeah. But you know, it's shown up a lot in the Catholic Church. It's shown up a lot in the Southern Baptist Church. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a human problem. Mm-hmm. True. And. Oh, man, sadly, a lot of times 
the church or the pastor who represents the church defends the abuser. And that is just so mm-hmm. overwhelmingly sad. So I, I, I'm not throwing it out there to make a point or anything. I'm just saying that sometimes what if the church is the one that's in the wrong? Yeah. Which that's that's a hard reality to deal with when you are one – when you are – well, I mean it's, it's like Jesus who yeah. was a religious leader mm-hmm. against all the other religious leaders. Yeah. The religious leaders did not support him, mm-hmm. and they killed him. Anyways – Here's back to, he says, give (laughs) others the right to form their own convictions. Let me be clear. There are issues that are not open to debate. And he says, this is the issue. We are compelled to persuade others to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. Think about it for a minute. It's not, it's not abrasive Mm -mm. at first, but then you have to think about it. What does he mean by we are compelled to persuade others to accept Jesus my Christ as first Lord. Thought, I my first thought com- is like, it's a poor example to use because there's so many ways to interpret what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm not, I don't have anything against that statement, but yeah. I know we disagree completely on what he means by it. Mm. I, I, I don't want to get into this because it's going to just cause more disagreement. <laughs> but I'm not so compelled to have people raise their hand and say, say a prayer, you know? Mm. I, I, I'm more inclined to be compelled to share the good news of Christ that there is a reason to have hope. Mm. And obviously, you know, from past episodes where I've said, hey, I think you can be a Christian and not believe in the resurrection and other heretical statements like that. I believe these things, but I'm still compelled to share what I see as good news, which is that Christ came and died and resurrected. But in the abstract, to me, that means, hey, there is a reason to hope. There is a reason to believe that there is a God that is for you, that is for the good, and I believe that you should align yourself with that good. Mm. Because I love you. Yeah. Because I think this is the best route for you. Mm. This is this the best way for you to live a fulfilled life is to walk the way of Christ. Mm. But then we yeah. start to find out what is the way of Christ. And, right, and it turns into this legalistic. Well, don't drink, don't dance, have <laughs> no fun, and then you're gonna live a fulfilled life. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah. But these it are the people. These there. are the people I disagree with, and I'm trying to learn how to still yeah. love. Yeah, and I think that's tough. It, that's what it's like when it comes to this whole thing. Is like, yeah, how do you, how do you love that person? <laughs> and I think part of that is realizing that, you know, what is a person? I think it goes to a large aspect. <laughs> and it's like that's – so is, is a person their ideas, you know, or is a person something we seem to act bigger like than it. that? We act like it, don't we? We do. Yeah. I think a lot of times we tend to. But I, I'm, I'm of the mind of like, no, a person's bigger than their ideas. Um, and that's what, that's what we love. We love the, the fact that they're an imager of Christ. Yeah. They're an imager of God. And it's like, that's that's what you love. You don't have to love what they're saying all the time. But it's like, you can you can help yourself and them by saying like, hey, let's work through this. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. Kind of like what we're doing right now. It's like, we don't agree on a lot of things, but mm-hmm. we're willing to kind of open ourselves up and say like, hey, let's, let's present what we think yeah. and we'll challenge each other. Yeah. And so this is another, another article I was reading from the Evangelical Community. 
one of the points they made was try to depersonalize the issue. Yeah. Help the disagreement to become an academic issue rather than personal, one Christian against another. To make this happen, you will probably need to involve others on both sides. Eh, no, nah, we don't need that. <laughs> Just me and you, Paul. We don't have anybody backing us up. <laughs> but, yeah, it's yeah. people are not their ideas. They're people made in the image of God, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to see first. And that's what we need. If we have reason to disagree, that's why we should disagree. It's yeah. because our goal, and th- this was this was going to be my main point. I forgot to mention it. <laughs> Is before you start to disagree with somebody, make sure your motivations are aligned. Yeah. Make sure your motivation is for the sake of love. Mm. The reason I disagree with you is because I love you, and I hope you disagree with me because you love me. Yeah. And if we can't get that right, it's not worth We're having. We're not going to find a good. It's not going to be good. It's going not forward. worth it. Yeah. And so, cause I, it all it all applies. So I'm, I'm going to bring this back up because I I mentioned it earlier. My little clickbait clickbait title. And uh, I'm sure. Yeah, restate that. What was the clickbait? Everyone's a liar. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I go to that, and it it applies to what you just said too. The fact that the person we lie to the most is ourselves. We lie to ourselves about everything. We're very dishonest with ourselves, and I think that's where a lot of it comes to. With this is what I learned for myself, especially with disagreeing, is the fact that. I tell myself a lot of lies sometimes. I, when I read the Bible, I say, oh, it said this. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it didn't actually say that. Your eyes read something very different. Yeah, you had a bias. <laughs> yeah. Confirmation or, bias. Yeah, or someone says something, oh, you meant this. It's like, well, you're interpreting it through what you want them to say sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where it's like, okay, let's be honest. Uh, with ourselves when we go to reason through something when we go to look into it what is it actually saying what do you actually believe what is you know are your thoughts actually coherent <laughs> and I think a lot of times um, you know, I found this this was a huge journey for myself realizing that oh a lot of the things I think even you know about myself about other people about God about whatever a lot of them aren't very coherent <laughs> yeah and I need We're, to we actually are all like, contradictions. Yeah, and I need to actually like get into that and figure that out. It's like, oh, where's the contradiction? Where am I wrong? Let's let's fix what's wrong. Yeah. And I think that if we went towards stuff with that mindset of like, let's actually be honest with ourselves first, yeah. uh, I think a lot of things would look different. <laughs> and I think it's absolutely beautiful that we can hold all these contradictory ideas and still move, progress toward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's a little weird. <laughs> I, hold some, I got some. I'm, there's some things that I'm trying not to believe, but I can't help it. <laughs> and yet I'm still progressing toward the good. Yeah. Hopefully, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll even say going, moving from that a little bit too, is to the point of what you're doing, is, what you have to realize as well is that a lot of the things you that we believe, um, that we think, are based on um, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use the word anecdotal or you know emotional Ooh, experience. Yes, yes exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, yeah. but the problem is, and this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna beat down on on, <laughs> on uh, evangelical legalistic yeah. churches a little bit. Sorry, guys, <laughs> but it's a sense of like you can't present a logical argument to an emotional person. Mm-hmm. The same way you can't present an emotional argument to a logical person. <laughs> and this is, that's where I think a yeah. lot of the disagreement happens sometimes. As an INFP, I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. Logic doesn't work for what me. What is it? you got to use feelings. 
<laughs> but with that, it's like, and it's two different fronts. Realizing what are you, what are you confronting? What are you talking to? Because a lot of the things that sometimes, even for me, I believe are based solely in emotion. Yeah, <laughs> and I need to recognize that and realize that's not logic. Mm-hmm. But also, logic is an emotion. Those mm-hmm. two things need to work together. That, yeah, you ha- you can't have one and not the other. Yeah. You can't just be logic. You can't just be emotion. Mm-hmm. And, well, and so I think a lot of times, when it comes to disagreement, when somebody disagrees with you, I think we have acted not in humility but pride mm. if we respond first without trying to understand their experience. Yeah. And so I'll give this, this story of, you know, I posted that review on my Instagram and I had somebody respond to it. Mm-hmm. And they did not support the podcast. Somebody I care about a lot, and I know mm-hmm. they care about me a lot, but they they aren't. Uh, they're they're pretty anti alcohol, mm. and I understand it. I yeah. understand it. I know what their their life experience has been, and I respect their conviction against it. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time we're going back and forth saying these things. My goal is not to say, hey. I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. It's okay to drink, and you're wrong that it's not okay to drink. No, that was yeah. not my goal. From a 10,000-foot view, it's saying, like, logic di- dictates, based on what we know from Scripture, that this is okay. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to that person. Yeah. All that mattered to me was, hey, I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. This is not a reason for us to shun each other. This is a reason for us to continue loving, loving each other despite. Yeah. So, and... Luckily, I hate conflict. <laughs> Luckily, I made it through that conversation, and yeah. I think we are on good terms, and we've, quote-unquote, agreed to disagree, which I, I hate that term, but at the same mm-hmm. time, that's a reality that we have to live with. Yeah, and I think because it, it comes back to the point of, like, how do you handle a situation then and there? So it's like, Someone, I'll use myself for example. There's things that I'm very emotional about, and it's like it's hard for someone to come at me with logic based on that. <laughs> I'm not ready to hear. I don't want to hear it, <laughs> yeah. and vice versa. And I think it it takes it takes grace and understanding from both people to realize where is the other person coming from and how can I help love them through that. We might not solve it right now, but I'm gonna love them right now. And we can move forward with this. It, it's it's it comes down to one word, which is miscommunication. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's oh, really yeah. what it is. Disagreeing. And the thing is, the thing about it is interesting. One of my one of my very close friends said this, and I thought it was very profound. Some people might be like, "Oh yeah, duh," but <laughs> it's the idea of, and he was using the example of uh, liberals versus Republicans, as far as politically and he was saying that a lot of times they're trying to solve the same thing Mm -hmm. but they're coming at it from very two different directions yeah and instead of understanding where the the groundwork is done like where are they actually coming from what is their view on this we attack just the position Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's where a miscommunication thing can happen a disagreement can happen because it's like yeah you argue this and i argue this but we're coming from two very different bases yeah and we don't actually understand each other. Um, not to say that if we do understand each other, everything's going to be solved, but <laughs> the conversation will, will look we different. get along a little bit better. Yeah. When we're not making straw men out of each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so that that made me think two of two different people. Mm. Two people that are friends. I thought of Ben Shapiro, and I thought of Jordan Peterson. Mm. 
Uh, first thing I thought of was Ben Shapiro's facts don't care about your feelings quote. Yeah, like, yeah. That is, okay, sure, but that is so invalidating. <laughs> Can you please just sit down and listen to why somebody has these feelings? Yeah. Okay? You don't have to invalidate them because facts don't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then I also thought, so Jordan Peterson tweeted today, <laughs> and listen, I, I hate to say this because I'm a liberal I hate that I like the guy because <laughs> liberals do not like the guy. And I understand yeah. it. I understand it. Oftentimes he, he kind of functions as a Ben Shapiro where he's like all about the facts and not about the feelings. Yeah. Feelings are important. And so today he tweeted stuff about, you know, Black Lives Matter as an organization. He was like against it because it's too far left for him. Mm-hmm. And he was all he, he was like, cancel me. And I was like, dude, is this really the approach you want to take? <laughs> I get yeah. it. You have a conservative leaning. But, I mean, you're a psychologist, man. Can hmm. you not just humble yourself a little bit? Which I think he is a pretty humble guy. Yeah. Uh, sadly. Sounds like someone sadly, who's just, like, think, fed up with the, yeah. and, the comments that's, and that's the DMs. The I was like, don't let the far left push you to the right. Yeah. Which, it's like. Jordan Pearson, of all people, who because he's he's a classical liberal, right? Yeah, he's a classical liberal. He's a Canadian liberal. Yeah, so it's it's like uh, he he's a Canadian conservative, which makes him a classical liberal in America. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird how that works. (laughs) But don't let the far left push you further right, and don't let them not care about people's feelings. Mm -hmm. Don't let them make you all about the facts and, and completely invalidate people's experiences. Because I think that is the basis of disagreement is that we do not listen to each other's – we don't humble ourselves enough to listen yeah. to each other's experience, experiences for why they have come to these conclusions. Mm-hmm. We haven't trusted that they have the omago day in them. That yeah. They, they have this intrinsic – they have been made in the image of God, and they have this intrinsic movement toward the apparent good, to mm-hmm. quote Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Even if they are slightly wrong – completely wrong or just completely depraved like we are you're supposed to laugh at that <laughs> <laughs> they are they are i still believe that they are projecting themselves toward what they think is good and in mm-hmm. order for us to understand that we first have to listen to their experience yeah so it takes a lot of gd humility <laughs> not gonna cuss on this episode <laughs> this one's clean <laughs> we'll see we got a few minutes left but yeah so what what i'll say to you um to the to myself even thinking this and i think this is something to realize it's like it's exhausting and that's what you have to understand getting into it it's like being able to so like for me it's like I have I have my thoughts and my convictions about things and it's like oh if you just follow this it's really easy <laughs> you know and I think that's where the more legalistic side takes over and it's like oh yeah just do these things cuz I've already reasoned through it and if you just do that it's fine mm-hmm. but not everybody has and I think that's part not everyone's in the same place and it's exhausting to have to go back and talk through it all the time and I know I've heard people even say like, I just don't want to. I just don't want to deal with it. I'm tired of it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And it's like I get it. I totally understand that. But understand it's like that's not where everybody's at. Yeah. Maybe you're not the person to to work through this with that person or talk through this with that person. Maybe somebody else is. But understanding that it's like if you're gonna jump into this idea of let's actually go back and let's 
talk through, let's understand where each other are coming from. Mm-hmm. It is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of mental energy. Um, but I'm a big I'm a big proponent of the Socratic method of <laughs> you can't just tell someone something. They have to work they have to come to it themselves. Yeah. And yeah. it's a long progress too. It is. It doesn't happen in one conversation usually. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and if it ever happens, it takes a long time usually. Yeah. And we have to be okay with the idea of it not happening. Yeah. We have to love them regardless. Yeah. And uh, if you have any closing closing thoughts. Uh, you go first. I'll think of something. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I don't have uh, many closing thoughts. I do. There's two verses I want to read, and uh, I'll, I'll read that after you have your closing thoughts. But I will say, yeah. Um, <laughs> disagreeing with somebody is a holy act Hmm. but it is not as holy as loving that person and meeting them where they're at and having the humility to realize that I might be the one in the wrong Hmm. Uh, so I think I really think that that the goal should not be to prove that you're right but to come to a place where you can be in union with somebody that disagrees with you there is unity and diversity mm-hmm. and, and realize that every single person is 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 special you know <laughs> special is not the word I want to think of, uh, mm-hmm. use but I can't think of the word I do want to use unique mm. every single person is unique we're like snowflakes <laughs> <laughs> not a single one looks like another one <laughs> and the only way we're going to have unity is if we realize the diversity mm not not if we take the diversity and co-opt it to where the diversity fades away not if we not if we say oh i don't see color no we see color and we celebrate all of it we celebrate the diversity we celebrate the hardships and and the unique experiences every single individual has because the divine has been in every single one of those experiences mm-hmm. every single person has experienced god in a different way and they have that to bring to the table yeah I kind of like that. <laughs> nice work. Anyways, nice work. <laughs> do you have anything to, anything to say before I read these verses? Um, yeah. I guess what I'll say, and I don't want it to be long, is the sense that, let's go back to the question. How do you disagree with another person well? Um, do you understand the other person? <laughs> which is a big question, and I think that's where it comes down to one word, which is discipleship, which is fellowship. Mm-hmm. Two words. <laughs> And uh, I, that that's kind of where I come to it. You can't... Hmm, how do I want to say it? I, I, I'll say this as well, because um, we talked about the logic versus emotion thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is one of my old pastors used to say this, so I thought it was good. It was just a sense of, like, how you feel your feelings aren't invalid. Like, if I feel a certain way, if I'm responding a certain way to something, that's not invalid. Yeah. It may be incorrect as far as like that's not the intention of the other person, but the way the reason I feel that way isn't isn't invalid. Yeah, it's val- your feelings are valid. Yeah, and I think that's important to understand too. The w- someone may respond a certain way. Let's call it for the sake of argument cultural difference. Someone responds to something completely different than you do, and you don't understand it. 
they're not invalid for th- for responding that way. Mm-hmm. That's their experiences. That's their upbringing leading them to that place of responding that way. But it's your responsibility to understand. Okay, how do I help? How do I love this person through this? How do I make my intention, you know, um, like is understood? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the important thing with disagreeing with someone. Miscommunication. Don't miscommunicate with that person. It's gonna happen. It'll never stop happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like but I said in, the, in, in my essay, I, I think we'll link, link that to this episode. Yeah. Was nobody understands another person. <laughs> True. Not fully. Not fully. And and that's that's yeah. I think that's important to understand. And well, I, that that's where that's kind of where I'll end with this is in the sense of like, it's exhausting. It's tiring, but it's worthwhile. Mm. And it's a holy act. Yeah. It, I think that you know, there's there's very very few reasons to. Break fellowship with a person. Mm-hmm. The struggle to get along is holy. Yeah, and I think whether it's something that you know they disagree with who God is, they disagree with Christianity in general, they disagree with your view on baptism, they disagree with your view on communion, whatever it is. I don't think those are reasons to break communion with someone, mm-hmm. break fellowship with someone, but they're a reason that you can try to understand that person, and love them, and challenge each other. Yeah. That was a lot of Christianese right there, but I, I love it. There's a I lot. Love it. That <laughs> reminds me of my, my upbringing. Up, upbringing. My upbringing. <laughs> I don't necessarily mean it to sound that way. Um, well, and I think it's... I guess no, to, I, to, I to, get, really, to really get, break it down, to really break it down to like a very simple thing is you don't fully understand, like you said, you don't fully understand where another person is coming from, but you should try to, and you should... Be honest with that person and open with them and saying, hey, I don't fully understand it. This is my intention. This is what I was trying to do. This is how I'm trying to love you, and I want to do that well. Let's be honest with each other, and let's just work through it. Mm -hmm. You know, let's challenge each other. Oh, man, Paul, I love you. (laughs) I love you, too. (laughs) I'm glad we're doing this. And I really, this this episode has been very refreshing for me. I'm not going to lie. Same. (laughs) It's good to be friends again. Creature comfort. We should we should smoke a cigar after this. We should. It's the glory of God. <laughs> All right. I just I want to read two verses, just mm-hmm. in like a meditative way. We opened with the breathing. Let's close with the meditation. <laughs> Romans fourteen nineteen, from the NRSV. Say it more sultry. Let us then pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. And a reading from the Old Testament. <laughs> Isaiah 52, 7. And I want to preface this. Sorry, Thomas. Disclaimer. This is just a disclaimer. <laughs> this verse is, has been co-opted by Christians to be a image for, for who Jesus is. And I think that's okay. But I think it, it's for all of us. So Isaiah 52, 7 reads as this. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. And that's good news, that God reigns. Mm. Yeah. I love the Bible, man. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care that it's not inherent to me. People might have different thoughts after that last episode. (laughs) Yeah, 
it, it is good news that your God reigns. Because mm-hmm. that a lot of people that have left the church, and I know we've gone over time, but just reading the scripture has been so refreshing to me. But I also know that hearing your God reigns has been bad news to a lot of people. Mm. And they've they've been given the wrong message. Yeah. And a lot of people we disagree with have given them that message. Hmm. And we still got to love them. We got yeah. we still have to love the people that brought the wrong message and we got to love the people that have been hurt by that message. Mhm. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> Let's close the tab. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Tipsy Theology podcast. Cheers. Thank you guys so much whether you're watching or listening. Or ASMRing. <laughs> and catch us next time on the next one. Yeah, and thank you to Maximize Social Media and Annie Lee for producing this episode. We'll catch you guys on the next one.